Welcome to the Belfast Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Byler, and I wanted to do kind of a super cut of last week's episode. I know that it was a lot of information, and it was very, very different than what we normally do on the podcast, but I hope it was helpful, and I hope that it was enjoyable, and you were able to follow it. Uh, what I wanted to do was create a supercut of a lot of the argument in the first about hour, hour and a half that we do around trying to define what an egregore is and how we connect the Vander Clay uh, video with the lectures from Michael Heiser. I wanted to cut those together and string them uh, in a more streamlined manner in a way that would make it a little bit more clear the exact connections we were trying to make. So here it is. It's about eight minutes long. Hopefully, uh, this can be a way to refresh if you've already listened to the episode before. If you haven't listened to the episode before and you find this argument intriguing, you can go ahead and listen to the episode that is right before this one, and where we have the whole like two-and-a-half-hour discussion about this conception. So thank you very much for listening, and I will see you in the next one. So there's some talk in like very Here dark we uh, we'll get to the intellectual right circles that I traffic in where they're, they're calling these things egregores. Because that's what an egregore is. Like the the definition of an egregore was, it was a, a kind of demon that manifests out of a shared belief system. A demon that manifests out of a shared <clears> belief <throat> system. The node and the network in the brain. Yeah. Feeding so, back each other like you just talked about. The group feeds into the thing above, this demonic collective force that then refeeds back into the group. Mm-hmm. A demon that manifests out of a shared belief system. Oh, you mean like school spirit? You mean like the spirit of your church or the spirit of your club or the spirit of your family or the spirit of your city or the spirit of your nation or the spirit of your tribe or the spirit of your political party or the spirit of your Discord server or the spirit of your conversation or the spirit of the age? Which many yeah. ages have had different spirits, but they all yeah. seem to come back. Well, right? we'll get into that in a little bit. I've got some stuff from right on that. Yeah. It's a manifest out of a shared. But now, again, we this, imagine... This is so important. Uh, whiteboard work like I want you to. Now, in a materialist framework, we imagine that this is emanation from below... Oh, I'm sorry, not emanation. See, it's really bad when I don't say the right words. This is emergence from below because matter is foundational and spirit is imagined to be derivative. And so here, this egregore is what these people are creating now the reason that he's saying it this way is because he is deep again within a modernist culture and we don't have it's not that we don't have language we've banished language because actually this egregore he had to pull it back from another source and bring it back into our period and say oh look this is a spirit that is but here's the question is it emergence or 
has this spirit lived before? So this idea of... Um, oh, we got to play something else first, but go ahead. Egregore and this spiritual reality being something that is, um, first of all, had existed before, in Vander Clay's words, and something that comes... Um, that comes into contact with humanity and groups and influences the way. But then he also talks about how they fight, they compete mm -hmm. for adherence. He says egregore and he spells it out and he gives us the French word and then he gives us the ancient Greek word and then he transliterates it for us, uh, egregoros, and it means wakeful. It's an occult concept talking about the social dilemma and all that kind of stuff screaming about algorithms he says it represents a distinct non-physical entity that arises from a collective group of people that's something we heard in the interview but where it gets really interesting is what happens next well yes but people also self-sort among people who are like-minded the greatest counter historically the concept referred to angelic beings or watchers and the specific rituals and practices associated with them, namely within Enochian traditions. Now, the backstory, again, in verses like Enoch, will, or passages like Enoch, will talk about the fall of the sons of God. They're called watchers in Enoch's language. And, you know, Book of Daniel. Hey, what are they called? The wakeful watchers. Same word. Daniel uses that term, too. We just read that, you know, a little while ago. They have the watchers descend either to or from Mount Hermon, which if you've ever been to Israel, you've probably seen Mount Hermon. You can't miss it. It's the tallest peak there is in that area. It's usually snow-capped. We're going to talk about Mount Hermon when we get to Jesus and cosmic geography, because Jesus visits there, and he has a reason for doing it, and he has things to say when he's there. That again, if you know the backstory, you know why he goes there. Okay? He has a purpose. It's, it's cosmic turf. It, it has an evil, a deeply evil association. So the watchers in the Enoch version, they transgress with women and they teach humanity to destroy themselves. Again, negative view, positive view. The Abkalu, they also Archaeologists have discovered little figurines because the Apkalu, again, they're viewed as good guys. They're not viewed as sinister, demonic figures by the Babylonians. They would make figures of the Apkalu and bury them in foundations of buildings to protect the building, you know, from whatever the Babylonians didn't like. And their name for those sculptures was Matsare in Akkadian. It means watchers. In Jewish tradition, if you asked, where do the demons come from? This is it. Because when the Rephaim die, where do we see them in the Old Testament? Sheol. A demon is the disembodied spirit of one of these guys. That was the belief in Judaism. So in this conversation, BJ goes deep and theoretical and introduces a new concept, the egregore, which was originally an occult idea, meaning a non-physical entity that arises from a collective group of people. Now, when he Later, BJ calls that a demon.
thought ensured that all through Second Temple Jewish texts, and, and I'm sure that, that maybe there's some of you who have heard that before, but again, this isn't taught in church because you're not encouraged to read the text that Peter and Jude read in Babel. But in Jewish tradition, here's where demons come from, the demons of the Gospels, who are not the principalities and powers. We'll see that in a moment, too. In Jewish tradition, if you asked, where do the demons come from? This is it. Because when the Rephaim die, where do we see them in the Old Testament? Sheol. A demon is the disembodied spirit of one of these guys. And one of these guys is where the phrase uh, egregore comes from. The disembodied spirit of a watcher is a demon. The disembodied spirit of an egregore is a demon. Yeah. And VJ literally says it's a demonic spirit that comes from a collective group 